treatment at the hospital. Now she was sick again. The man of God prayed for her over the phone and she felt dizzy as the healing power of God touched her. The pain left immediately after prayer. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our announcements are as follows. Every morning from Monday to Friday 7 a.m. we have our morning prayer which is at half past eight on Saturdays and Sundays. It is then followed by our midday service at five to 12. And then we have our evening service at half past six every night. Our midnight prayer starts at five to 12 every night, amen. 
Amen. We also have our weekly prayer and fasting, which is on Thursdays and Fridays. The details of the fasting are shared on our different WhatsApp groups. Amen. Amen. And to those who want to partake in the blessings of the Lord through tithes and offerings, the bank details are shared on our different WhatsApp groups, on our messenger groups, as well as on our different Facebook platforms. Amen. And we are also encouraged to share the videos on different groups on Facebook. Amen. Amen. We will get the word of God from the book of Luke 24 from verse 36 in my view. Luke 24 from verse 36, it says, While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We will be going straight to the word of God tonight, and we are believing for a miraculous word. A word from above. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 24 from verse number 36. The Bible reads as follows. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. For us to... To, recall, to really understand what is happening in verse number 36, let us read from verse number 34. And saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to, to Simon. Then the two told what happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when they broke the bread. Then the Bible saying that, remember Cleopas and the friend that we were talking about yesterday, hallelujah. Amen. Cleopas and the friend were talking about yesterday, they were talking about Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ appeared and they began to talk um with them as he began to talk with them explaining about himself the bible said that um as he entered the house where they were going and he broke the bread as they broke the bread and they recognized him and then after he disappeared you know now these two friends the bible said that after when whatever they have sown, after, after they saw, after whatever experience they have, they did not keep it to themselves. 
They were like, let us go to the other disciples. Let us go to the other disciples. That's where there were other disciples. They went there and they begin to narrate what they have experienced. And the Bible says that when they were still talking about their experience, the Bible said that Jesus now, he appeared. Hallelujah. Amen. When they are talking about what happened to them, what, did they, what happened to them? Jesus Christ just appeared. That's what. Okay, sorry. Who's that person where you are? There is the people who are talking there. When I'm giving the word of God, please, if there is any noise, put it on silent. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. But this time, the Bible doesn't say he opened the door. He just did what? He just appeared. Hallelujah. Amen. This was not ordinary. This was super extraordinary. He just did what? He just appeared. Let us go on. Let us hear what happened that day. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. The Bible says that when the Lord appeared among them, remember, they are talking about it. Let me tell you, they are not talking about the story about somebody who was alive. They are talking about somebody who have what? Who have died. Amen. And who they have buried a few days ago. The person who they have, they have buried and who they have went to the tomb and they could not find him. Now they are just talking about it. Immediately he appeared in their midst. The Bible said that they were frightened. They were shocked. They thought, oh, is this the ghost? Is this the ghost? <laughs> Let me tell you this. Maybe you have seen sometimes, I don't know whether this is a play, where they are burying somebody and somebody just, just woke up. Most of the time, the people won't stand there, they will run away. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. But here we are hearing that, hey, Jesus Christ just appeared and they were so frightened. They were scared. They thought they saw the ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let us hear what happened next. Let us read it. He said to them, why, why are you troubled? Why do you doubt? Do you doubt rise in your minds? Look my hands and feet. It is myself. Touch me. And see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones. As you see, I have. He said that I'm not a ghost. I've come back to life. I'm not a ghost. I am alive. What he's talking about is that he's talking about when he died on the cross. He was dying to settle some stuff. He was not dying because, I don't know whether you are getting that one. 
He was dying to do what? To settle some stuff. But when he rose up from the dead, he really rose from the dead. Indeed, he is alive. It was not a ghost that came back to life. It was real Jesus who did what? Who came back to life. Amen. Now he is trying also to prove to them that it is himself who did what? Who came back to life. It is not a ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He's trying to prove. When he has said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they still did not believe it, because of the joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Okay, like what I said. He was proving that what he is alive, he is not a ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. As he was proving to them that he's alive, he is not a ghost. He even asked, Is there anything to eat? The Bible said that there was a boiled fish, broiled fish, the Bible says, and he took it and he ate it so that they may believe. I want to tell you this evening. That Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ is what? He is alive. He is not dead. He's still what? He is alive even today. As a Christian, it is something that you must believe it with the whole of your being. You must do what? You must believe it. Let me tell you this. We are not saying that Jesus Christ is alive who died last week or last month. We are talking about somebody who have died and came back to life 2,000 years, more than 2,000 years ago. Amen. Naturally, who is the person who can live more than 2,000 years? It is not possible. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. But with Jesus Christ and with God, all things are what? Are possible. Let me tell you this. Some of the things of the word of God, when you are apprehending them, when you are studying them, they don't make sense. And when they don't make sense, don't try to make sense out of it because they are not meant to do what? To make sense. Let me tell you this. The things that make sense that are for your mind, they are things that need to be what? To be digested by your mind. But the things that need to be believed, they don't make sense because they are, are supposed not to be digested by your mind, but they need to be what? To be believed. Amen. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. I'm talking about most of all, most of the time of the things of the spirit. If you try to figure them out by your mind, sometimes you try to understand them by your common sense. They don't make sense. Amen. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. 
like the day that you heard that Jesus Christ walked on top of water. Uh, I'm telling you, it is not possible naturally for people to walk on water. Amen. Otherwise, it was going to be, we were going to be hearing rumors or it was going to be a norm today. People are walking on top of water everywhere in the world. But because it is not possible for people to walk on top of water, even today, it's not something that you see in the news. It's not something that you see on television, on the newspaper. It is not possible, natural, but with God, all things are what? Are possible. He walked on top of water. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. It, like what you are hearing here that it just happened. The Bible said that Jesus died. On the third day, he came back to life. It's not something that you hear every day is that people die and come back to life. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not something that you hear what you hear every day that somebody died and came back to life. When that person came back to life, I, 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 I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. People get shocked. People get this belief. People get this. People get that because it's not natural. I'm telling you, if somebody die and they check and the nurses and the doctors and the paramedic, they say that this person is dead. They will say that this person needs to be buried. That is it is the end. And if they conducted a funeral, they put a tombstone, that is the end. But the Bible said that Jesus came back to life. And let me tell you this. The Bible doesn't say that he came back to life. The Bible says, let me tell you, the Bible talk about how even his tombstone was removed. The Bible in the book of Matthew will be telling you that there was an angel that came and opened the tomb and the Lord came back to life and he came out of the tomb. Amen. Okay, because let me tell you something about that. You know, the Bible said that because they heard about Jesus Christ talking about that he will come back to life. Even the Pharisees, even the teachers of the law, even, even all those um, people of the law. Amen. They said that we must not put an ordinary tombstone. We must not put an ordinary stone on, the, on, the, on this tomb. Otherwise, if we put an ordinary stone, he will come, they, they, they will steal him because he claimed that he will do what? He will come back to life. Amen. Then they put a bigger stone that an ordinary person cannot roll out. A big stone. After putting a big stone, the Bible said that there were guards. These guards were, were told to come and guard this tomb to make sure that he does not come out from it. To make sure that he does not walk out. 
Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if in let me tell you this, if it was not supernatural for him to come back to life, to go out of the tomb to be alive, I'm telling you, I'm sure those who put the guards here in this in this tomb, they were saying that if he come back to life, kill him again. Because they did, the one, those who sent the guards, they did not want him to live. They did not want him to come back to life. Otherwise, if he came back to life, there was going to be something what is happening now that everybody was going to know that Jesus Christ is a what? Is a Messiah. He died and he rose up from the dead. And he's the prophet who prophesied that I will die and I will come back to life. Then one thing that they don't want to, it to happen is for him to come back to life. This God and this stone was there so that he must not come back to life. That if he come back, there still should be a stone that it will, he will not be able to push out. Hallelujah. Amen. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire. Fire. Not only that, there were guards. Which guards? These guards were even soldiers. That they want to make sure that they don't steal the body of Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that when that angel which was sent from heaven for, for the special purpose of resurrection, the Bible, can you just go to the book of Matthew? Let us go to the book of Matthew. Mantala Pasontara Bayande. Amen. Verse number from the book of Matthew, chapter 27, from verse number. From verse number 62, the Bible says that. The next... Sorry for that. The next day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Verse number 30, 63. They said, they said, We remember that while he was still alive... The deceiver said, they, you see, they don't believe in him. They call him a what? A deceiver. Amen. After three days, I will, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be secured until the third day. Otherwise, his disciple may come and steal his body and tell the people that he has raised from, from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go and make the term secured. Hallelujah. Yeah. Verse 66. So they went and made the term tomb secure, but put a seal on the tombstone and posting a guard. This is what we were talking about. Hallelujah. Chapter 28, verse number 2, verse, the Bible says that. There, were, there was a violent earthquake 
for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb and rolled back the stone and sat on it. Wow. His appearance was like a lightning and his clothes were his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and become like a dead man. Mandala Bazonta Rabaya. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to, to, to just underline this. You know, the death of Jesus was extraordinary event. The resurrection also, it was what? It was extraordinary event. Hallelujah. Amen. It was extraordinary event. The Bible said that this angel, there was an angel that came and opened the tomb. And he sat on the stone which was put in order to close Jesus Christ that he must not come back to life. He come and sat on it. And the Bible said, these two guards, which were guarding that Jesus Christ must not come back to life. The Bible said that they were so afraid like a dead man because they have never seen anything like this. I don't know. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell you something tonight. I don't know who are these guards, whether are physical guards, are spiritual guards, who are trying to stand on your prophecy, who have been bought, whether by witches, whether by thokologists, whether by devil himself, to make sure that your prophecy cannot be fulfilled. To make sure that what God has planned that it will happen in our life shall not happen. But I'm telling you, if it takes an angel from heaven to appear and cause some supernatural events to come, it shall happen in the name of Jesus. And no demon, no witch, no topolos, no wicked God. When this person they're selecting your CV, maybe this person is trying to argue with your qualification. Maybe this person is trying to make sure that indeed a prophecy is not fulfilled in your life. Indeed, a supernatural event does not happen in your life. But I'm telling you, when God has made up his mind that he want to perform a miracle, nobody can perform a miracle in your behalf. I can see that demon, that tokoloch, that snake is about to be paralyzed like a dead man. Because what they're about to see, it is something out of this world by fire, by force, in the name of Jesus. If it take for angel to come from heaven to make sure that no god no stone can stand before your cave the angel will come and open with an earthquake with a lightning to make sure that what god has determined that it must happen in our life shall happen shall come to pass in jesus name because some 
times when you are planning, you are praying with God, and God is planning those wonderful things that are about to happen in your life. There are some spirits, there are some agents of darkness who are also planning, saying that this one must not get this job. This one must not get this car. This thing, it must not happen. When you are praying, they are praying their evil prayers. When you are fasting, when you are saying that you are sacrificing, they are sacrificing their goats. They are sacrificing their evil things. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You sacrifice a ten dollar, a ten rand, a ten whatever it is. They sacrifice a big cow. I remember one time I was doing a deliverance in Namibia over the phone. This lady, she was saying that, okay, let us pray. I want my men to come back. I want my men to come back. I don't know why he's keeping on going to this lady. Every time we do this deliverance, there was a demon of a certain woman manifesting, said that, ah, you are saying this man must come back. I've just killed a goat last night. So that by this goat, this man must not come back. You know, when you're doing that deliverance, that woman will say that, ah, ah, that demon will say, ah, ah, we have just killed a chicken. To make sure that this man must not come back. Sometimes you think that they are resting, they've just relaxed, but there's somebody who's trying by all means that your miracle must not happen. But I'm saying to you, it doesn't matter what they have been orchestrating. It doesn't matter what they have planned. But when the time is right for God to perform a miracle for the prophecy, the word of God that has been spoken to be fulfilled in your life, it, if it takes for an angel, for an earthquake, Jehovah will do like what was happening here. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Because the guards were, were sent. These guards were paid that Jesus must not come back to life. These guards were paid. They were saying that, I'm sure they will talk, do whatever it takes. He must not come out. If he try, nobody's with you. You are only God. Do whatever you can do. Hey, let the evidence. But the Bible says, when God realized that, oh, they want to temper with the prophecy that the Messiah must come back, come from the dead on the third day. The Bible said that he sent the angel with an earthquake. He sent the angel that the gods could not even look at. When they look, the Bible said they begin to shiver. I'm saying whatever that has been sent to guard our miracle, to guard our breakthrough, I'm saying to you they will be paralyzed. They are getting paralyzed by fire, by force in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! Then that's that's the thing that was happening behind 
behind for God to preserve the resurrection. The resurrection was important. So that even today as Christian, when you say that I am a Christian, I will be able, we will be able to speak boldly that we are worshiping a living Messiah. We are not worshiping a dead Jesus. We are worshiping a what? A living Messiah who have died and come back to life. If a Muslim begin to argue with you, you say, ah, my Jesus is alive. Go to the tomb of Muhammad. You will find his bones. If the Hindus begin to argue, you will say, go to the tomb. Go to the Buddha of Krishna. Krishna will be there. If the whoever you say, go to the tomb of Buddha. Buddha is there. But Jesus is alive. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Can you say, my Lord? My Lord. My Savior is still alive. He is not dead. Another reason why he is proving that he's even alive. Maybe there is a ghost of Muhammad. Maybe there is ghost of Buddha. Maybe there is God of ghost of Krishna. But he wanted to show that I am really alive. I have defeated death. That's why he is proving it. Hallelujah. He is proving it that I'm not the ghost and the ate fish. God does not eat. The Bible said that not only that, the Bible said there was one of the disciples called Thomas. Thomas was a true Jew. Thomas did not just believe everything. Thomas, what he will will believe after seeing. The Bible said that when Jesus Christ came back to life, the Bible said that he knew that Thomas did not believe. Hallelujah. When he appeared, Jesus said, Thomas, I have, I have heard. Because this time, even when he was not there, he could tell what they're talking about. He was not there, but he could tell. Okay, let us read about it very well. From the book of John chapter 20, we hear about Thomas. John chapter 20. From verse number 24, let us read it very well. After this, you will be understanding very well resurrection. Hallelujah. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was with disciple when Jesus came. So the other disciple told him, we have seen the, we have seen the Lord. But he said, unless I see the nails marks on in his hands and put his finger, put my finger where the nails were and put my hand inside, into the side, I will not believe. Okay. He's thinking that, okay, this might be a play. This is might not be true. Unless if I put my finger where there were holes, of the nails 
and when they've put it, pissed him on the side, I will not do what? I will not believe. He's t- he was telling others before Jesus Christ even appeared. Let us read on to understand what happened. Hallelujah. Amen. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas with them. Though the door were locked, Jesus stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Oh, Palabazadaraba. Hey, the Bible said, even though the door was what? Was locked. Before the death and, res- and, and resurrection, he, he was going to knock and they will open and they will enter. But after the death and resurrection, when he want to appear, he just want to do what? He will appear and disappear. Amen. Wow, Amen. underline that. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here on my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side, into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, Lord, Lord, my Lord, my God. Then Jesus said, told him, because you have seen me, you believed. Amen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that Jesus said that, hey, he knew what, he, without nobody telling, he knew what Thomas had said. Then he allowed to put the fingers on the place where there were nails. He put the finger on the side as you put, he realized, oh, this is Jesus. And said, my Lord and my God, as a proof that he was what? He was alive. He is alive. <laughs> He is not a ghost. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The ghost does not have a body. The ghost is a spirit. But Jesus Christ had a what? Had a body. Hallelujah. A ghost is only formed in the spirit. That's why the spirit of Jesus is called the what? The Holy Ghost. But the, Jesus, after when he raised up from the dead, he was still Jesus with the body, not Amen. only the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And Thomas believed after putting the finger on the nails. And Jesus says that you, you have believed because you have seen. But blessed are those who will believe, even though they have not what? They have not seen. What? Who was he talking about here? He was talking about you and me. Hallelujah. Amen. That we are more blessed than his disciples. His disciples all could only believe about resurrection because they've seen, more especially Thomas. But me and you, we just have heard and believed. We, I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. then we are more blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Then I'm saying to you, to us, our Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Say Jesus is alive. Yes, our Jesus is alive. Jesus Christ is not dead. We are not worshiping a dead Jesus. He died and he came back to life. And this must give you hope that even you, you will also live forever as you have said. Hallelujah. We will live beyond death because our master even lived beyond what? Beyond death. Amen. That's why to a Christian death is not a problem. Death is just a comma. Amen. To a Christian there is life after death. Amen. And we are believers. Hallelujah. Amen. We are born again. Death is not a problem. Hallelujah. Because of time, wherever you are, I want you to begin to celebrate this resurrection. I want you to begin to pray. Begin to pray wherever you are. Mandala bazunta rabajanda raba. Mandala bazunda raba zunduru yanda raba. Wherever you are, also your documents. Any document that you want to die. Manda <laughs> Manda la bajanda rabajanda Manta rabajanda la bajundu rubujanda tonight for a few people before we go and prophesy to our lives. Hallelujah. I was um, I was talking to mom Evelyn during the day 
Can you say what you said, Mama Evelyn, before I pray for you? And that testimony that you have. It will be better. I don't know whether it's this uh, over the earphone or a loudspeaker so that you can speak closer because some of the phones are not connected to this one, but it can be louder if you are talking directly to it without a loudspeaker or anything. I'll do that, Pastor. Thank you. Amen. Uh, good evening, Amen. everyone. Amen. 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 Oh, oh, uh, my speech that I'm having with Pastor this afternoon, when 